We had an accident one night on Interstate 985. It's two lanes running northbound, two lanes running southbound with a grassy median in between. And uh, my lieutenant was actually working. Yeah, I was coming from another call and uh, just stopped by to check on her and see how she was doing and to take advantage of that time also to catch up on some paperwork. So while she was finishing up the accident, I was sitting in my patrol car finishing up a report and she comes over and wants to know if she can have a piece of paper because a lot of our reports were uh, handwritten. And then we transferred them over to digital files later. So I reached for my binder to get the paper, and she pulled up. She saw me pull the binder out. Then she looked inside my car, and she said, You're a control freak, aren't you? I'm like, What do you mean? She goes, Because everything is so organized. And then... It was important to me to keep everything organized because I had to respond rapidly to everything and I didn't have time to dig through this paper and that paper and move that box to find this object. I needed to know where it was at when I needed. Now, I wish I could say that I've kept that discipline. I have not. You can simply walk into my office and see that. But the important thing is, is that we stay focused on what it is that God calls us to do. And sometimes... That, that means that we remove some of the clutter. Today's passage of Scripture comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, 17 through 24. It says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of the, that is not, however, the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, we come before you and thank you for the time again that you've given us together here. And Father, I just ask that you be with us today to send your spirit to, to dwell amongst us, to let us feel your presence today like never before. And Father, I just ask that you remove from me any desire of anything that I have to save my own will. But fill me with your spirit so that every word that proceeds from my mouth would proceed from your throne. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, so many things happen in life as far as organization in my own personal life. And I told you the story about my glasses, and I took them back, and I got the bifocals, and they're working great, but I'm still adjusting to them. It's hard to adjust to something new because it doesn't look like the old picture of how we thought things would look. I can see you more clearly now from where I stand. I can read the words on the wall, and if I look intently through these glasses out the bottom at the pages that I'm staring at, I can see the words. But the thing is, is that it plays a trick on my mind because 
my eyes are accustomed to seeing one thing a particular way. And when I have to look at them like I am now, I'm not seeing what I'm accustomed to, and it creates confusion. And I think sometimes life is like that for us, that, that when life begins to change, it, it starts to create confusion in our hearts and in our minds about what's happening. And it causes fear. When I look at these words, I become fearful because I can see the top line, but I can't see the one below it, and I'm scared that I'm going to misquote something here in your presence. But you see, that's part of the old man. That's the man that we're supposed to put away. Because when we are in Christ... We are not who we once were. We are a new creation. And Christ calls us to to move forward in that walk with him. But so many times what happens is we hear new things and we experience new things and they're lessons that, that should be teaching us in life. And we actually hear the message and understand it. But as we walk away from that message... We go right back to doing the same thing that we've always done before. And we make no progress in our walk. If anything, we become stale. But just remember this. That is not what Christ called us to. He called us to victory to be overcomers in this world, to, to take on new challenges that, that we've never faced before and to take, on, take them on with dignity and purpose and passion. But sometimes in order to do that, we have to, to separate the thoughts in our minds. We have to, in essence, retrain our minds how to think. I, when I read the paper here, my mind has an old image of what those words looked like and what the lines looked like and what the letters looked like when they were together. But when I put the glasses on and I look at them with a new lens, I have to reteach myself how to read those things. It's retraining the mind in order to experience the things that God has for us. You know, Again, I'll be honest with you. I don't always like my call. And I say my little prayer. And I say, God, empty me of the words that I I want to say. And, you know, sometimes church shouldn't be personal. But I think that where we're at, it's personal. And I won't say that the message I have today is from God or if it's from me. You'll have to discern that. But I'm going to speak what's on my heart. We need to move forward. And for me, it's not a we need to, it's I want to move forward. 
I talked to you about, about waiting on God, and I'm right there with you in that same boat that, that, you know what, when I want something to happen and I want something to be accomplished, I want it to be right then, right there. I'm with you on that. But I try to practice patience, and I try to practice understanding because this is the one thing I know about life. I can't make anything happen when I want it to unless God has provided the resources for me to do that. And when those resources aren't available, the only thing that we can do is sit down and wait. But then that moment in time comes when God starts opening up doors and windows of hope and opportunity. And what do we do instead of clinging on, being excited, and and moving forward into the future, we still hang on to the old like it's going to come back. And it's not. And that's what Paul is referencing here with with the condition of man. When you come into Christ, you are a new person. The old is passed away. It's dead. Forget about it. Leave it alone. And the only way that it's going to come back is if we dig it up and bring it back. And what happens when we go to the cemetery and see what goes on there? We sit with the dead. The dead aren't coming back. But what God wants to tell us today is this, is that you don't have to live in the past where the dead is. You're a new creation. Let the Holy Spirit fall upon you and create in you a new hope, a new passion, and a new desire. It is a scary thing. I understand. But here's the thing that we have to know about God. Either we're going to trust God or we're not going to trust God. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. We know the voice of God when he speaks to us. The argument that we have concerning God are not between me and another man. It is between me and God because God calls me to do something. God says, Tommy, I want you to move into a new direction. I want you to do something new and I want you to be excited about it. But what happens is I put one foot in and one foot out as if I am testing God to say this. If this is God speaking to me, then prove it. Well, God's not going to prove himself to us. He doesn't work that way. God tells us clearly in the scripture that when I speak, you accept by faith who it is that is talking to you and you move on that. God owes no man any explanation for anything. Life happens. Deal with it the best that we can. And move forward. Because there is a great horizon full of surprises, full of passion, full of excitement, just lying right in front of us. But what it requires is this, is for us to sit down, please. I need you to have a seat for me, please. Okay. Now, I use her as an example, and I'll apologize to her later. That was rude, wasn't it? To call somebody out in the opening just like that. It embarrassed her. You just back at a smile and eyes about this big. When we move forward, there are going to be times when we want to tell people to sit down and be quiet.
And it's not necessarily the right thing to do. And here's why. See, I don't want to spend my life arguing with anyone just because they want to argue. And I've met people who are like that, that they have nothing better to do with their time than argue. And it's non-productive. It produces absolutely nothing. It wastes everyone's time. I just don't want to change. I don't want to move forward. So I'm going to continue to just argue this same point over and over and over and over and over again. And 10 years down the road, you have done absolutely nothing but continue to argue the same point. You know what you do with those people? You get rid of those people because those people are holding you back. They are keeping you from experiencing the new life life that God has for you. It is not our responsibility as individuals and it is not our responsibility as a congregation or a community to support anyone that doesn't want to move forward in life. If they want to sit down and be still where they're at, then you let them sit down and be still where they're at. And as you move forward and prosper, you're going to come back to them five years later and you're going to be able to say, look at all the things that God has done for me and yet you, who have been complaining this whole time about I want it the same way it's always been and I just want to argue, is still sitting there doing the same thing they've always done. Okay? doesn't work. It is non-productive. You've got to let go of that old person and let the Spirit fill your heart and your mind with the newness of life. See, I keep talking to y'all guys about this cruise ship, this, this getting ready to sail, and the captain's ready to move forward. And, you know, and we've made a lot of progress up to this point. We've understood certain things that, that some people aren't coming along. They can't. But it doesn't mean that we stand still. You know, I brought my, the guitar out here and the kayak for the, the expressed reason of showing you that, you know what, when I let go of something new, God didn't just leave me abandoned. He gave me new abilities and new quests and new adventures, and it made my life even more exciting than what it was before. But I had to let go of all the other stuff in order to experience it. I had to let that man die. And we are so close. I look into the vision that God puts before me and I see the progress we've made and I see the changes that we've made in our hearts and our minds and I see that boat, it is getting ready to sail but there is something and I don't know who and I don't know why and I don't know what but there is something that is still keeping that ship anchored at bay. We can't take old baggage with us. There's no room for it. Because God is going to provide new things. We can't take anger and resentment with us because it's going to poison the people that are on the ship. And we can't take power and control with us because we can't alter life circumstances. You know, I think that may be the point. You know, sometimes, speaking as a man, my accomplishments in life make me feel powerful. 
when I look back over everything that I've done and everything I've experienced and everything I've gone through, I, I feel like that, you know, if, if I wasn't there, then, then so-and-so would have got hurt. And that was because of me. Or if I wasn't there, then, then maybe things wouldn't have worked out the way that they did. Because when I was there, they worked out for the best for everyone else. You see, I was only there because God allowed me to be there. And the experience that I had in those moments were not just an exercise of my ability, but the opportunity to explore new territories. When I went to the police academy, I had nightmares. And this one particular dream I had, I was responding to a call as a police officer. And the call was in reference to a baby that had been kidnapped by a gang of bikers. Terrified. In my dreams, in my, in, in my sleep, I felt the terror. But I had to make a decision on what I was going to do. In my dream, I responded correctly and I came out the hero. But the lesson is this. Moving into something new is always scary. And it can be burdensome. And it can keep us up at night, not allowing us to rest. It can make us short with our friends and our neighbors. But if we learn to let go of the fear, and let go of the desire to hold on to what we think is ours and give it to God to whom it really belongs. We'll find peace. What's the song say? Peace like the sea willow blows. And we'll find refreshment in our spirits and in our souls. Jesus said this to us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Brian, if you could. If you were raised on a farm, you'll recognize this. It's a yoke. 
I'm accustomed to seeing the yoke where it's just fitted for one animal or one person. But, but in this particular yoke, it, it's designed to, to hold two animals. It looks like this. Now let me show you Jesus in this. When we carry our burdens, we carry the heaviness alone, but we share with everyone around us the heartache that it brings. Oh, go back. When Jesus says, take my yoke for it's easy, what he's saying is this. Let go of the pain, let go of the power, and let go of the burden. And take my yoke, because you will not walk alone. You will be attached to the very one who gave his life on the cross at Calvary so that you can live. Now, Brian, if you could. And the benefit of that is this. The yoke is designed to keep your animals in step. In other words, if you give it to Jesus, he's going to walk with you every step of the way. He's not going to get behind you, and he's not going to get ahead of you. side by side, all the way. And then the other thing that the yoke does, and, and if we could just think about the weight of those yokes on those animals' backs. It's not carried by one single person, but it's shared. In other words, Jesus says this, If you give it to me, I'll help you carry it. It won't be as heavy. And not only will it not be as heavy, but the work that you have ahead of you, I'll be with you and make it lighter. Because two always stronger than one. I want you to succeed in all your ventures. I want you to dream and I want you to chase those dreams. And I want you to feel those dreams. And the way to do that is just this. Come to God with a humbled heart. Admit your sins. 
lay them down at the foot of the cross and get up and walk away from them, never looking back. And rise to walk in the newness of life. Let the old man die so that everyone can live. Let's pray. Father God, as we close this portion of the service, I ask that you be with each and every one of us. Help us to to face the decisions that are in front of us and help us to humble our hearts as we give our lives over to you. Father, we're ready for that ship to set sail. Bring us all on board and open up for us new hopes, new passions, new desires. And when we forget, help us to remember that you are with us now and always and that through you, we can do all things. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.